0: Oh my god. Very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as the Lord allows us this time, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 o'clock and at 10 o'clock at night when we uh, encore the program. And of course, on Fridays, when Cheryl joins me at 4 o'clock for two hours of Friday Live, I am praying, my brothers and sisters, that you're having a blessed, happy, and a holy day day, this March 12th, 2020. March 12th, 2020. And, um, well, I can't believe it's Thursday, but that's okay. You know, a day closer to the kingdom, right? (laughs) Every day is a day closer to getting to our Father's house. Today, of course, being Thursday, is Catechism Day, so we're going to pick up where we left off last week in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, teaching about the mysteries of Jesus, and we're going to get into uh, the kingdom, the signs of the kingdom of God, important, my friends. You know, there's so much going on around here in the world today. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, this whole coronavirus thing. I, you know, I know precautions are being taken, and for good reason. And uh, but you know, we have to hope in the Lord. And that was today's psalm. You know, and we're gonna, I'm going to pray that psalm as part of our prayer today, because it's a beautiful prayer to just hope in the Lord. You know, we 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 entrust in God. Well, we have nothing to fear, you know, it's, it's a waste of time to fear anything. Jesus said, be not afraid. And if we have the Lord with us, what what do we need to be afraid of? So anyway, I'm happy you're here. And um, uh, I was going to say something and, oh my, I forgot. <laughs> oh, I'll just tell you, if you are listening live at uh, 402 on this March 12th, 2020, Um, coming to you live on all of our platforms. So excited. You know, you can listen, of course, on the radio, as so many of you do, but also listen on our free mobile app. We have the Listen Live uh, portion of that app. You can listen live anywhere. Uh, Also streaming live on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. You can also watch the program there. We're streaming live video there right now. And also uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com. Slash domestic church media streaming live video there. And if you have the Amazon Echo or Google Home devices, all you have to say is play domestic church media and we will stream live over those devices as well. Um, so anyway, let's pray. And we've been praying the prayer, uh, the memorare to St. Joseph, praying for our radiothon, which will be April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, three weeks from right now, I guess, right? Uh, we'll be in the middle of it. And we're praying for success, and by success, according to God's eyes, and in God by God's standards, you know, whatever that is, He knows what our needs are. He knows what we need, and uh, He knows that we need to to continue to do this great work of evangelization. That is so necessary today. I think part of the problem today that we're seeing in people's panic and fear is they don't have any any. Uh, um, relationship with God in many ways. I think a lot of people who are fearing, you know, they're fearing, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I could die from this thing. And, uh, you know, none of us uh, is going to live forever in this world, but our mortal souls will live forever in the next, wherever that might be, wherever the soul chooses to go. We as people of faith know that if we live according to God's law and and follow Christ, He will lead us right to the Father's house. And uh, so we're not fearing... The transition from this world into the next. Not that this virus is going to kill anybody. I swear, I believe, and I keep telling Cheryl this. I said, I think she had this thing back in December. There was that. It, it, all, I'm reading about all the symptoms. You know, how do you know if you have Verona, uh, corona? Uh, what is it? Veronica <laughs> virus, Verona coronavirus. And it mentions you know a sore throat, fever, develops into a, a real bad upper uh, um, respiratory um, illness, a cough and. And uh, it lingers, and you have the, um, the issue with the, um, the, the diarrhea. Um, and Cheryl had all that back in, in December. I mean, exactly, to a T. I, and I never got it. But um, anyway, we're just going to pray. Pray this thing away. Spring is just about upon us. And uh, as the weather gets warmer, they say it'll, it'll gradually go away. Um but we're going to pray, just and I think pray just for people's hearts to be open. Maybe this is a way of God, again, to call people back to himself, you know, those people who are without faith and without any hope or trust in the Lord. This is his way of drawing them back. We just have to go along for the ride, I guess, in, in a sense. But as we pray, my friends, we're going to pray for that. We're going to pray for our Radiothon, uh, because we need domestic church media. We need these Catholic uh, broadcasts. We need to get the Word of God proclaimed boldly without compromise, and um, and uh, so I invite you to pray this memorari uh, to St. Joseph with me and include in, in, your intentions as well. And we also are going to pray the prayer that Mother Angelica composed for her network, of which we are an honored affiliate, uh, for an outpouring of funds. And I, again, I, we pray these prayers, my friends, not out of greed, but certainly out of necessity. And as I share with you all the time, and you know, you know, we don't operate uh, as a commercial radio station. We're a non-commercial, non-profit, charitable organization. All of our funding comes through the generosity of our family of listeners and viewers. That's how we operate. We don't sell things here. We can't sell commercials by law because we're a non-commercial station. So we have to count on you and others. And I'm praying that this coronavirus doesn't— make people become withdrawn, <laughs> and, you know, the feeling of I have to hold on to everything I have, because don't let that happen. But God wants you to, to be of a generous heart, and when you do that, you allow us to continue to bring these broadcasts out to so many people every day. So let's pray to St. Joseph. Also today, uh, Cheryl and I, in a very special way, uh, thank the Lord uh, for this is a special day for the Manfredonia family, because today is the birthday of our second child, our daughter Angela, today. Um, celebrates her birthday, and Angela has been a, a, a true. I always and I always my pet name for her has always been Angelina. I always call her my little angel, Angelina, and uh, she has been and is, even as she grows older. She's still our little our little girl. She's our only girl, so we keep her in prayer as well. So as we pray this prayer uh, to Saint Joseph, the Memorari, my friends, again I invite you to join me in praying for our special intention here at the Apostolate for a successful radiothon. And also include your intentions, whatever they might be. And we pray for the world. We pray. I'm going to share with you a prayer, Holy Father, uh, just released, a prayer to Blessed Mother, um, for the uh, the pandemic that is uh, the world is experiencing. But let's first pray these prayers in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, oh, most illustrious Patriarch Saint Joseph, on the testimony of Saint Teresa, thy devoted client. Never hath it been heard that anyone who has invoked thy protection or sought thy mediation has not obtained relief. In this confidence, I come before thee and my loving uh, my loving protector, chaste spouse of Mary, foster father of the saviour of men, and the dispenser of the treasures of a sacred heart. Despise not my earnest prayer, but graciously hear and obtain my petitions, and here, my friends, again, we invite you to raise up your special intentions. And in a special way, during these, month, during these days of the month of uh, March, the month of St. Joseph, we invoke his powerful intercession on our behalf before the throne of God for a successful Radiothon that will occur April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. O God, who by thine ineffable providence didst vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph for the spouse of thy most holy mother... Grant, we beseech thee, that he whom we venerate as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who livest and reignest forever and ever. Amen. And my friends, here's the prayer that our dear, dear Mother Angelica composed, uh, a prayer for an outpouring of funds for EWTN, the network. And we pray this prayer for our financial needs. Again, we pray these prayers not out of greed, but out of necessity and out of stewardship Lord we ask that you bestow upon us the funds so that we may continue to know and love and serve you you know your enemy is after us and after your work so that it might fail Lord we ask that you help us that you give us the peace and the joy that comes from total trust in your loving Providence we place this in your hands you know what we need you know what it costs to sustain us every day every week every month Bless us with your bountiful generosity. And we ask this in the name of the Father and in Jesus' name. Amen. And, uh, my friends, let's also pray, if we will. I'm, I'm going to pray the prayer that um, Holy Father composed. I had it here in front of me. Here it is. Uh, this is a, a translation of the prayer Pope Francis prayed today, by, uh, I'm sorry, yesterday, by video, for a special mass and act of prayer asking Mary to protect Italy and the world during the coronavirus pandemic. So this is from Holy Father Pope Francis. O oh Mary, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you. Health of the sick who at the cross took part in Jesus' pain, keeping your faith firm. You, salvation of the Roman people, Know what we need, and we are sure you will provide so that, as in Cana of Galilee, we may return to joy and to fast, feasting after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform to the will of the Father and to do as we are told by Jesus, who has taken upon himself our sufferings and carried our sorrows to lead us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. Under your protection, we seek refuge, Holy Mother of God. Do not dispa- dispa- disdain the entreaties of we who are in trial, but deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed virgin amen and this from Pope Francis and let's um, conclude my friends with uh, this prayer actually is today's psalm uh for today's mass and the response is blessed are they who hope in the lord blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked nor walks in the way of sinners nor sits in the company of the insolent but delights in the law of the lord and meditates on his law day and night blessed are they who hope in the lord he's like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade Whatever he does prospers. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like chaff which the wind drives away, for the Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the crooked and wicked vanishes. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. And I will conclude by praying the prayer to St. Michael and also the beautiful ancient prayer, the Subtum Presidium prayer. Blessed Mother, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God, do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray jesus mary and joseph we love you pray for us venerable archbishop sheen pray for us saint pope john paul ii pray for us our lady of good remedy pray for us in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen well again my friends as always i thank you for praying together and i encourage you to send us your prayer requests again this coming monday already is going to be the third Monday in March. Can you believe that? This coming Monday. And as he does every third Monday, first and third Monday, our dear friend Bruce DeBacco comes and opens up the airwaves for one hour at 3 o'clock, the Hour of Mercy, and invites you to call in with your prayer request, your prayer intentions, to pray with him live over the air. That's going to happen this Monday at 3 o'clock, live on these domestic church media radio stations and all of our media platforms, So we'll invite you to call in with your special prayer requests. And, and uh, you can do that in many ways. Uh, you can call in, and I know Bruce loves to actually pray live with you over the air. But you can also text us with your prayer requests and also email us. And there's a special email we have set up for prayer, and it's simply pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. That's pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. So you can do that and keep them coming, uh, and uh, Bruce will be happy. And, uh, you know, I know he loves praying with you live over the air, so I hope you take advantage of that opportunity, too, on Monday when Bruce is here for Come to the Throne. Um, Also, as I mentioned, as you know, and I'll be talking about it throughout the month, that our Radiothon is going to be April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and uh, we have a special line, phone line set up, we're inviting you, our family of listeners and viewers, to call in and leave a comment that we can play during the Radiothon on on just what God has done in your life through these Catholic radio broadcasts. Uh, We know that um, we have many, many friends out there who listen. You know, we don't know the numbers. People always ask me, you know, how, how many people are actually listening? I don't know. I always say that's, you know, that's God's uh, department uh, God just asked us to do this, and we get the get the the broadcasts out there and uh, where they go and uh, whom they reach is up to god and so many people in the course of my years on Catholic radio and this is my twenty fifth year uh doing this that um say well i found i was i found you by accident he didn't find us by accident <laughs> the Holy Spirit led you to us. And so if you have been touched in any way, my friends, and this is always a great in, uh, incentive for people to give during our fundraising event, the uh, Radiothon, um, you can call a number. I'm going to give you the number in a moment. You can call the number. Nobody's going to answer it. You'll get our answering machine. There's no human person going to answer it. So uh, you just call the number anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the phone number is 609 434-1257. That's 609 434 1257. You can call that phone number anytime, day or night. You'll get our machine and leave a, a testimony on what God has done in your life through these radio stations. You know, it's so important. And we find every year. You know, people, uh, we, we start the Radiothon early on a, on a, the Wednesday morning. That'll be April 1st. Bruce Tobacco, Cheryl, and I will be here. And we'll start the Radiothon, get the ball rolling. And we find that as the day, as the hours go on through that day into the second day and certainly by the third day, building up to the end of the day, uh, reaching our goals that we set, uh, the momentum builds. People get excited. It's a lot of fun. We have a wonderful uh, building filled with volunteers who are here taking your phone calls uh, we have so many people who are participating, uh, food uh, providers, local uh, area restaurants and things that provide food to us uh, here and all of our volunteers. Um, so many parishes that, that uh, are so generous and, and donate to the effort. Um, we're encouraging, you know, if you have a prayer group, a school, uh, your parish, and I have heard from some parishes already, thanks be to God, some Knights of Columbus councils and some daughters Catholic Daughters of America Council, we sent out letters uh, about a month ago uh, to all of these organizations uh, and the parishes, inviting them. And, you know, if I have any pastors or or priests listening from the parish fathers, please encourage your people to support us. Um, I always think of what we do here at Domestic Church Media as a wonderful means to support you. You know, people come to your weekend masses, which is beautiful. But most people can't get back into the next weekend. Most people can't get to Daily Mass. And so what do they do between Sundays? And it, we are here providing a service that um, builds people up in, in their faith. Uh, they can put us on anytime, 24-7, listen, learn, um, just pray. Uh, and it really connects them, keeps them connected to their uh, Catholic faith and their parish life. Uh, so we are here to serve and, and fathers if you we have any pastors listening I've sent a letter to every pastor in our listening area again about uh, three or four weeks ago inviting you to participate in the radiothon we need you we need you and I, I you know some parishes have already responded generously thank you so much but I'm encouraging uh, those who have not yet responded that you will prayerfully consider being a part in our, of our radiothon April 1st second and third we do need you and we need you to encourage your people to support us. Uh, it's, it's, I tell you what, when we went down to EWTN uh, on Monday, Cheryl and I, um, and we we talked to all the wonderful people down there. We had a, we had a fun dinner. We'll talk a bit more about it tomorrow. Uh, but we were having dinner on um, Monday night in their uh, Saint Clair dining area there, and it was just Cheryl and me and Father Mitch, the three of us <laughs> sitting, and he was telling us great stories and showing us pictures of all his. His uh, um, hunting uh, uh, trips and, and his kill, I guess is what you would call it. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. But, you know, whatever whatever he hunts and, and kills, he eats. So we were eating some of his venison that night, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but anyway, you meet all these wonderful people down at the network, and we're part of that family. Domestic church media is a big part of the EWTN family. And you, my friends, as supporters of EWTN, uh, of, of domestic church media— are members of the ewtn family in a special way because there are a lot of areas in this country that don't have catholic radio available to them it is a blessing and we we humbly acknowledge that that we are here only by god's providence and god's grace not by anything that we've done or through any merit of our own if we're all in this together we have to keep proclaiming the gospel of jesus christ to a world that desperately needs to hear it i mean you think about what's going on in our world today. We're seeing financial uh, turmoil. We're seeing, of course, the health turmoil with the with the virus. But that's not only the only thing out there. My goodness. You know, when I heard that, that the state of California declared an emergency because of the coronavirus, because there was one one case, uh, one person who had it in the entire state, and they declare a state of emergency for the past uh, few years, they've been allowing people to do their business in the streets and, and, and shoot up with drugs and leave their used needles on the streets. Isn't that a health hazard? My goodness. Uh, what have we become? And that's not the only state that does that. There are many other states, you know, that have, have allowed these types of things. In New York City, there's a—in the subway cars. It's, it's just a mess. The world is just—and it's because the world has allowed itself to stray from God— God has never left any one of us. God loves every single one of his children. But so many people are turning their backs on him and walking away. So many Catholics, men and women who have been raised in the faith, who are turning their backs on their faith and being lured by the, the ways of the world. And that's the work of the devil. It is. It's the work of Satan, the action of Satan in the world today. We are at war. And we have a wonderful gift that God has given us here in these Catholic radio stations that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, proclaim the gospel, the joy of the gospel. You know, our theme this year for our Radiothon is We Are One Body, and I've, I've chosen that theme because if you've been a listener to this program, you know I, I, am, I am so disheartened by the division in our church I am so uh, disturbed by that because we are called to be united Jesus the night before he died in John 17 prayed that all might be one he wants us and not just we he of course he was praying all people and we know that that there are many splintered denominations out there but we got to work on our own house first we have to unite our own church first to become united as the body of Christ. Many members, many parts of one body. And that's the theme of our Radiothon this year. We are one body. Because there is enormous power in a united body. You know, the devil loves to divide. The devil loves to tear down. The devil loves to wedge between two brothers and sisters. He likes to drive a wedge between believers. He likes to taunt us. With, his, his, with ideas of, 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 of judgment on someone else and finger-pointing and backbiting and backstabbing and calumny and detraction, all these sins that he uses, that he ta- tempts people to use to divide and conquer. I've been reading a lot lately. I was just reading an article in Crisis Magazine, and I, he's the editor-in-chief of Crisis Magazine. And it was a a, a a very interesting article about Pope Francis, where he himself in this article said that in the past he had thought one thing about Pope Francis. You know, there's the the two or three different camps. But he 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 ends this article by saying that we have to pray for our Holy Father. He's not the devil. He's not he's not the demon that people some people make him out to be. He's not the conniver. He's not the you know. He's a very simple, prayerful man who may be naive in many ways about even the ways of the the, the operation of the church in, in, in Rome. But I'm seeing this, people starting to come back. You know, tomorrow we celebrate the, the seventh anniversary of the election of Pope Francis. We have to pray for our Holy Father because I do believe that he is a prayerful man who loves our Blessed Mother, loves the Church. He has done many, many things, I think, that have been overlooked that have been attempts to unite the Church in prayer. Remember that, that beautiful worldwide holy hour that he called for uh, within a few months of, of his election. Remember now, we're going to be doing it next weekend, the 24 Hours for the Lord, where he, he calls the entire Universal Church, not just the Diocese of Rome, of which he's bishop, but the entire Universal Church, to 24 hours with the Lord to at least designate at least one parish in every diocese in the world that will provide confessions and Eucharistic adoration for people to return. And that's next weekend. He's been doing this now for a few years. We have to become united, my brothers and sisters, in the Lord. And so that's the theme of our Radiothon. That's, that's what I really want to stress this year that we all come together so that we can take this beautiful gift of our faith that we have and bring it out to as many people as possible. That's why we exist. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. That's why so many of you make so many enormous sacrifices for us. Because you allow us then to do just that, to open up the airwaves, and not just the radio airwaves anymore, the Internet, all means and methods that we have available to us, to get the gospel of Jesus Christ proclaimed boldly and without compromise. And so as we now enter into these last few weeks leading up to our radiothon, which will be the week before Holy Week, still in a time of uh, the season of Lent of course, in the time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, that people will not hold on to what the Lord has blessed them with, but will share in the goods that have been provided to them like that first century church where people generously gave. We're here, my brothers and sisters, to serve the church, to serve the Lord in any way we can. And and I pray that you always know, my dear brothers and sisters, I pray you always sense it by what we do here, that we do it with great love and with great joy. You know, one thing that I think that I've also been praying about is that we need to be a, a more joyful church. <laughs> we need to, to be able to—this to, is a fruit of the Spirit— to live our faith joyfully because we know what awaits us. We can't imagine it's so good, it's so wonderful, so awesome, we can't even imagine it with our limited, weak human imagination. What God has in store for those who love Him, but we know it is wonderful, it is beyond human understanding, that when our life is over in this world, when our bodies become lifeless because our soul has left it, our soul has now gone to be with God forever and eternity, and one day we'll be recreated and reunited. Body and soul in a glorified state. I mean, all this awaits us. It's, it's not. It's not fantasy. It's not uh, uh, um, speculation. It's fact. It's truth. Don't we all want that? Especially in this life, in these times of trouble and turmoil, to look forward what is beyond this world, where there will be no more illness and no more sickness and no more death, and no more sadness, and every tear will be wiped from every eye by the Father that we will rejoice in that eternal life with him and those who have gone before us. Imagine that day you see your mother, your father who passed away years ago waiting for you. Imagine those days when you see your spouse, someone who passed on and now lives with God in that great and glorious day where you see him or her again, or a lost child or loved one or family member, friend, acquaintance. The angels, the saints, blessed Mother, Saint Joseph, all await us, my friends. So that's why we do what we do. We gotta keep doing it. We need you to do it. Spring Radiothon, 2020, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Pray about it, my friends, and please prepare in a special way to support the work that we're doing here during those three days. I'll take a break. When I come back, we're going to go to the catechism of the Catholic Church and talk more about the mysteries of Jesus, specifically today, the kingdom of God. So stay where you are. There's more to come on Come to Me. A lot of people think that street evangelization involves yelling out of a bullhorn telling people that they're going to hell. Not so with St. Paul's street evangelization. Our methods are non-confrontational and effective. We simply offer information on the Catholic faith along with rosaries, miraculous medals, and prayer. Pope Francis wrote about how beautiful it is to see street preachers joyfully bringing Jesus to every corner of the earth. Street evangelization is fun and fruitful. Join us today at streetevangelization.com. You Are Called to Holiness, a day of recollection and conference will be held on Saturday, April 4th from 9 a.m. to 6.15 p.m. at the Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul in Philadelphia. The outstanding speakers will be Cardinal Raymond Burke, Bishop Joseph Strickland, and Father Dennis Gill. There will be opportunity for confession, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, praying of the Holy Rosary, procession and crowning of the National Pilgrim Virgin Statue of Our Lady of Fatima, and a beautiful Palm Sunday Vigil Mass with a Cathedral Choir. Priests are welcome to con-celebrate and are asked to bring their albs. Registration is required and the cost of the day is $65 per person, $20 for students, and no charge for priests, religious, and seminarians. Lunch will be served and refreshments available throughout the day. Tables are available for vendors. To obtain more information and register, please go to the conference website stjohnneumannchapter.org. That's s t j o h n n e u m a n n chapter.org or call 215-247-2585. That's 215-247-2585. 60 seconds with Mother Angelica. Do you know yourself? Nobody knows himself. That's why if somebody says, Why are you so impatient? You say, I'm not impatient. (laughs) Or, Why are you so angry all the time? Who's angry? I'm never angry. (laughs) Okay, we don't know ourselves. You know, I've told you that there's so many of these mystics have said that the Lord would come one day and give us a warning that we would see ourselves as He sees us. Oh, that would be a shock, huh? Somebody sent me a, a, a videotape. We watched it the other night. Uh, these people who had death experiences, they all saw this light, but what they all saw was themselves, and they were surprised. Well, if you know yourself, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's 6 billion people, and no, we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic radio, we need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word, we're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media? P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628 or by going to our website wfjs.org and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Fallsington to Fort Monmouth, Little Silver to Lower Makefield, Rumson to Roebling, Washington Crossing to West Long Branch, Eatontown to Englishtown, Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. All righty, welcome back on uh, this lovely, lovely March 11th, 2020. A um, little chilly out today, but uh, again, I, I no snow. I, Cheryl and I were saying at breakfast this morning, I, I don't think we're going to see any snow this year, which is fine by me. I can do without. And uh, before you know it, what is it? The spring is the 21st, and today's the... So 10 days till spring. You got to love it. But all this, uh, you know, the talk, the... the The virus is just—I think—it's getting people down. One, one thing we got to come—we come when you come here. I want you to, this to be a haven of hope for you, a beacon of light in your journey. That no matter what the world is or how dark the world can get, that in Jesus we have light, light for the world, and and we're we're members of His mystical body, and we have every reason to be joyful, even in, in the midst of all this stuff that's going on out there. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, already, uh, join Cheryl and me for Friday Live, and we will be here tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be joined by, uh, with our uh, life segment, uh, Rachel Hendricks will be joining us, as will Father Dennis Gill from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia to talk about that conference that's coming up on uh, April 4th over at the uh, Basilica. Father Chris Rogers will be here with the Gospel Reflection. We're going to play Saint of the Day. We'll have some music uh, and talk. And so I hope you join us. Four o'clock tomorrow, Friday Live, Cheryl and I here. And um, also, I mentioned it yesterday, I've been mentioning it. Please go to our bulletin board. Um, go to domesticchurchmedia.org and then click on the bulletin board link. There's so many things going on this month. And if you are looking for activities, penance services, parish missions, retreats, there's a lot, a lot of things happening. I'm so happy that so many people are taking advantage of this opportunity um, to uh, post, and it's free. You know, we don't charge anything for this, and it's free, and there's a lot going on, and you need to be uh, taking advantage of it. Um, I do understand that uh, Visitation Parish in Brick is postponing. They were supposed to have an a, uh, a, a, a event this Saturday night, um a visitation in, in Brick, and they're moving it to May. So check out the, the bulletin board for that uh, correction there. I, I don't have it in front of me, but I just remembered it as I was talking to you. So anyway, it's on the bulletin board. Uh, and so many other things going on. So uh, please take a look at it. It's domesticchurchmedia.org. Click on the bulletin board link. And if you have an event that you would like to post, uh, please fill out the event form on our bulletin board site Submit it, we'll get it, we'll post it. Uh, I can't guarantee, I can announce every one of them, but uh, we certainly will post it here. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a great way to get the word out. We, we have a lot of visitors, a lot of hits on our website, and people who go to the bulletin board to look for these events. So uh, take advantage of that. If you have an event coming up that you would like posted, go to our, our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and then click on the bulletin board uh, link. And you'll be able to post your event there. Um, And uh, you know, we uh, when we were down at the network on Monday, and what was it? Maybe maybe two or maybe three years ago, uh, Cheryl ran a pilgrimage down to EWTN. And ever since, people have been asking, "When are you doing it again?" Well, you know, Chris Cheryl right away said, "I have to have another pilgrimage because she, you know, it's just you go down if you've not been to EWTN." Uh, you really need to go. And We're going to try to make that happen, um, hopefully in the fall. But Cheryl's working on some uh, uh, itinerary right now. And we don't want to do it now because nobody at this point is thinking about traveling. I know that. So we're not, not going to even worry about that right now. But in the fall, to go down there to both uh, the campus in Irondale and uh, then also to go up to the shrine in Hansville where Mother Angelica is entombed. And, of course, speaking of Mother, um, so anyway, we'll have more information about that down the road but just keep that in the back of your mind we're trying to going to try to put together something to go to EWTN and uh, make it as affordable as possible but you know you can get and we we you know last time i think they the pilgrims flew from philadelphia to atlanta and then took a bus from atlanta to birmingham Bah! you can get a non-stop because we we had it there are two non-stops uh, to birmingham out of philadelphia a day uh they're not big planes but they're jets and you <laughs> they, They fly well, so um, we're looking at that as well. But speaking of Mother Angelica, March 27th uh, will mark the fourth anniversary. It's hard to believe Mother's passing, but fourth anniversary of Mother Angelica's passing into eternal life. So again, this is another special month and another special intercessor. I guess we should start going to Mother in a special way, too, for intercession, because it was Mother who gave us the inspiration to do what we're doing. Uh, If you saw... um, us on Jim and Joy's program, At Home with Jim and Joy, on Wednesday. We started talking a little bit about that. Uh, The second half of that interview will be on tomorrow at 1 o'clock with Jim and Joy. Uh, But I did post our, uh, the first part, yesterday's program is now posted on our website. If you missed it, it's on YouTube, uh, At Home with Jim and Joy, Cheryl, are on there. And the second part will be on tomorrow at 1 o'clock. But, you know, and we anytime anytime we start telling those stories, I I, I, I was nice that we were watching the program the other night. And I said to Cheryl, we have to get those CDs and give them to our grandchildren because it really does tell our whole story. And it's nice be nice to have that in, in their own in our own words when we're not here anymore. Um, but it was mother. It was Mother Angelica who who was the inspiration and the, the who gave me the commission to do what we're doing. And so I'm going to just publicly say right now on these radio stations, and I'm going to invoke Dear Mother's Intercession, because I know she's looking down and smiling at us uh, to intercede for us in a special way during this radiothon. We had the beautiful opportunity Monday while we were at the network, um, getting ready to go on and and tape the program with Jim and Joy, um, what they call the green room, which is the room where you stay before you go on the television set, is Mother Angelica's old office, so we were actually in her old office, and I just felt—I I was thinking to myself, when we first, when I first began the, the work many, many, many years ago, I had the opportunity to sit in Fulton Sheen's office in New York City when I was visiting uh, the propagation of the faith. So I actually sat in his office, and now I've sat in Mother Angelica's office. So it uh, means a lot to me. means a lot to me. Let's go to um, the catechism. It is Thursday, and as I do every Thursday, and have been doing every Thursday for <laughs> 25 years now, uh, going to the catechism. We have to—well, maybe, yeah, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, 90 96 so sure, we had the catechism by then. Um, a great gift to the Church that John Paul gave, this beautiful catechism, the first catechism, new catechism in 400 years when it came out in 1992. But we're going to go to paragraph 545. This is the section that talks about and teaches about the uh, mysteries of Jesus— And in paragraph 545, just listen to this first sentence and just really um, meditate on it. Jesus invites sinners to the table of the kingdom. Then it quotes from Scripture, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. You think of Jesus inviting the sinners to the table of the kingdom. And many people, unfortunately, in their righteousness, as the Pharisees did and the scribes, scoffed at that. Jesus himself, his own words, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. The Catechism teaches Jesus invites them to that conversion without which one cannot enter the kingdom but shows them in word and deed his Father's boundless mercy for them and the vast joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. I was listening to uh, Johnette's program, Women of Grace, a few months ago, where one of her callers uh, was distraught, as any parent would be when your grown children leave the church, (laughs) You know, you, you, you spend your life raising children in the faith, maybe even making enormous sacrifices to send them to Catholic schools. They leave the house, they go to college, and which is probably the most popular breeding ground for p- people being lured away from the church, from the faith. Anyway, parents whose adult children are have left the faith. And this caller called in to Jeanette and was upset, distraught, and even angry, and was feeling that they needed to then, because I guess they were getting married outside the church at that point, the children were, the child was, and the parent was saying, I'm cutting, you know, I, I feel like I just need to, that's it. I, I have to sever my relationship. And Jeanette made an excellent point. She said, that's the worst thing you can do. You want to keep those lines of communication open. Otherwise, there'll be no way for them to come back. Isn't that what Jesus did when he came? He, he didn't come for the righteous. He, he came for the sinners, all of us. You know, and he went to the most hardened of sinners as, as, a, as an enormous example to the world, even to this day, teaching us that, if you don't have communication open, there's no way that, that that individual can even think about conversion. The key here is that Jesus invites the sinner to conversion. He doesn't just uh, uh, go to the sinners to have dinner with them for the sake of a free meal. He goes with them to have dinner with them or associates with them or, or, or fraternizes with them to invite them to conversion. When the woman caught in the act of adultery was about to be stoned, and and they brought her to the master to see what he would say, he first questioned those who brought her to him about their own sinfulness. Let he of you who was without sin cast the first stone. And when they all walked away, he went to the woman who was caught in the act of adultery, a mortal sin, a grave offense against God's law, breaking the the sixth commandment. And he asked her, where are your accusers? And they were gone. Then neither do I condemn you. But it doesn't stop there. He told her, now go and sin no more. He invites her and called her to conversion, as he does with all sinners. And Jesus does this, as the Catechism says, because we can't enter the kingdom without that conversion, number one. And he shows them in word and deed his Father's boundless mercy and the vast joy in heaven over one repentant sinner. And, of course, the Catechism then says the the supreme proof of his love will be the sacrifice of his own life for the forgiveness of sins. You know, we're coming up to that beautiful time of this Lenten season, Holy Week, just four weeks from now, where we'll enter into that Paschal mystery through our liturgies to remind us that Jesus came into this world to do exactly that to die for the forgiveness of sins. In paragraph 546, the Catechism teaches that Jesus' invitation to enter his kingdom comes in the form of parables, a characteristic feature of his teaching. And through his parables, he invites people to the Feast of the Kingdom. But he also asks for a radical choice. To gain the kingdom, one must give everything. Words are not enough. Deeds are required. The parables are like mirrors for man. Will he be hard soil or good earth for the word? What use has he made of the talents he has received? Jesus and the presence of the kingdom in this world are secretly at the heart of the parables. One must enter the kingdom, that is, become a disciple of Christ in order to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. For those who stay outside, everything remains enigmatic. And this is what we're here for. We're on this earth. God created us, made us to know him, love him, and serve him in this life so that we can be happy with him in the next. And the choice that we have here in our faith, in how we live, is a radical choice that Christ gives us, that in order to gain that kingdom, that which awaits us all, if we want it, to gain that kingdom, one must give everything. And that's the sad part. Too many people are afraid to let go of things, the things of the world, the things that we have gained in this world, that one day will... Turn to dust anyway. We're not taking any of it with us. It might give us some comfort and pleasure here in this life, but it, in doing so, it may be robbing us of our eternal life if we make these things our God. So Jesus says that in order for us to feast in the kingdom with Him, that's the invitation we have to make that radical choice. That in order to gain that kingdom, we must give everything. That words are cheap. Talk is cheap. Deeds are required. And then the Catechism goes on in paragraph 547 to teach about the signs of the kingdom of God. 547 says, Jesus accompanies his words with many mighty works and wonders and signs, which manifest that the kingdom is present in him and attest that he was the promised Messiah. The signs worked by Jesus attest that the Father has sent him. They invite belief in him. To those who turn to him in faith, he grants what they ask. So miracles strengthen faith in the one who does the Father's works. They bear witness that he is the Son of God. But the miracles can also be occasions for offense. They are not intended to satisfy people's curiosity or desire for magic. Despite his evident miracles, some people reject Jesus. He is even accused of acting by the power of demons. You now, one thing we know is that Jesus didn't heal every single person that, with whom he came in contact we, we hear the stories of, of the blind man seeing and the lame man walking and the dead being raised and all these wonderful miracles. But these miracles strengthen the faith of the people in the one who does the Father's work. And they bore witness to Jesus, as the Son of God. And... We, in our own prayer, pray for, for miracles. I, I Again, I, 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 I talk about the miracle of this apostolate. And again, I say that in all humility because it is, it is through no merit of my own. It is only by God's providence that we exist, that this apostolate is here. I, in the beginning, and Cheryl, in the beginning, and then those who followed us Ever since, and we, which means you, you believe in this miracle because you support it. When you pray for us, when you donate to us, you are saying, I believe in this miracle. You're giving. You're giving and sharing to sustain it. That's a grace you receive from God. I still say, and I've said it, we said it over, you know, we were down the, on the programs that we were on, and, and uh, you know, I sit here in this main studio, which is beautiful. My goodness, I, if, you know, I, I know we have pictures of this studio when we first, we first moved in. It, 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 it was a, an absolute mess. It was horrible. And today, especially if you're watching, you know, you watch us on Facebook or YouTube, or you've seen the pictures on our homepage and things of the studio now with the new board and and brand new uh, um, Formica that we've had put on and and on the console here, the uh, interior that was redone a couple years ago. This is all beautiful. I mean, it's just beautiful. But the most beautiful thing of all is that, oh, about maybe 30, 40 feet away from me, Cross the hall in our beautiful little chapel of the Holy Family, where we have Jesus. <laughs> Jesus himself is here in this building. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's amazing. And we were told by people at the network that there may, may, they weren't even sure, there may be one other radio apostolate in the country that has the Blessed Sacrament in the building. I mean, to me, that speaks volumes to what God is asking of us here and asking you and anybody who wants to be part of our family. We have a job to do, and Jesus is here to, to walk right with us. He's right here in this building. I, I still am, am just in awe that any time, day or night, I can come into this building and spend some time with Jesus, that he's here, present not just spiritually, but physically, really, truly, substantially present in the Eucharist. And the kingdom that we're trying to build up here on earth is his kingdom. That we have an obligation to do everything we possibly can to continue this mission that Mother Angelica gave me, so many years ago. This is a miracle. This is a miracle, and it certainly has strengthened the faith of so many and continues to do so, as the Catechism says. And finally, the Catechism says, "...by freeing some individuals from the earthly evils of hunger, injustice, illness, and death, Jesus performed messianic signs. Nevertheless, he did not come to abolish all evils here below." But to free men from the gravest slavery, sin, which thwarts them in their vocation as God's sons and causes all forms of human bondage. To free us from the slavery of sin. We're imperfect, we're of a fallen nature, but we have Jesus. And he came to save us from the slavery of sin and bring us home to the Father's house. Evil exists. Jesus did not come to abolish evils here, but to free every person from the slavery of sin, the Catechism says in paragraph 549, which thwarts us in our vocation as God's sons and daughters and causes all forms of human bondage. So if we, in our own little way, our own little part here, my brothers and sisters, can do what we do on these radio broadcasts, to bring the light of Christ into the lives of so many people, to enlighten their hearts and minds to the reality of sin in their lives, to be called and invited by Christ Himself to that conversion of heart, which every soul needs in order to enter the kingdom, we are doing through God's grace enormous things here through His grace and by Your help. Okay, I got to go. Join Cheryl and me. What? 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 What's that about? <laughs> i have no idea what that was anyway join cheryl and me tomorrow four o'clock for friday live uh we'll look forward to seeing you then have a great rest of your day my name is jim manfredonia thanks for listening god bless you and god love you